0: Welcome to another episode of the You Wish You Could podcast. It's the God that runs the pod, Mike Canatella, along with Fly and Brian. What's up, people? We also got Perry Jericho, the fan favorite, the wives' favorite, everybody's favorite.
1: Hey, guys, I should actually be the last one because we were supposed to save the best for last, but I'll let Dan have it this time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, obviously, as Perry had said, we also have Dashing Dan with us this week. Hello, ladies! <laughs> In full-on dashing Dan form. Um, before we get into the episode, our WrestleMania recap or WrestleMania weekend recap, um, I want to take five minutes. Um, I don't know if you guys have checked this out, but I have, and I'm uh, I'm really excited and pumped to to announce this. We have officially reached over 500 downloads. Um, for me, I don't know about for you guys, but that is a massive achievement. Um, when we started this thing um, just about a year ago, I did not even expect 100 downloads um, at all. Like I was like, yeah, I figure if we each download this, you know, once a week, we'll get a you know a couple downloads, maybe a friend or two will download it for us. But just seeing the popularity that it's gotten, which doesn't seem like a lot, but to us it is. Uh, to me, it is a monstrosity of uh, of epic proportions as to what I thought this thing would be, and I just would love to thank the fans. Uh, Whoever's been downloading it, uh, just thank you from the uh, the bottom of my heart, and just say thank you uh, for making this a absolute success for all of us. So
1: yeah, we're it's nice that we're not like complete failures.
0: No, not even close. Like that's the thing. Like I, I didn't expect us to be absolute failures, but I did not expect us to be this. I, I, again, it it's, it sounds so ridiculous because it's it's 500 downloads, and there's podcasts that do millions of downloads. But for us, like I feel like it's a major success.
1: Of course it is, because when we started this, well, when you guys started I came in on episode three, which is when it started being good. Um, it was just for fun. It was just for us.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, it
1: wasn't really for other people, and then it just kind of went, I guess, and it's
2: fun.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um,
2: yeah, and you know, like this is like, what, three years in the making, essentially, for us?
0: Something like that. Yeah.
2: We've been talking about this since we first started working together. Yeah. Because uh, that's that's how we met, you and I. Um, and, you know, we talked about this for, what, a year? And then we tried to do an episode and it failed miserably. We never launched it.
0: No, we didn't. And then
2: it took about another year again for us to uh, actually get this going.
0: I totally forgot about the original, uh, I guess, launch or failed launch of the uh, the podcast altogether uh, which we actually recorded Lost episode. Yeah, exactly. It was actually recorded in my in-laws garage. Um, I think we tried to do a video episode even, and, um, yes, we did. Yeah, it was, uh, the, and to think of wherever this has actually taken us, um, again, like, uh, it, it's just, um, I'm really grateful, um, for what this has become. And, uh, I want to thank you guys also, uh, Dan, Brian, and Perry, uh, for making this exactly what, uh, I wanted it to be. So thank you guys just as much as thanking the fans.
1: But mostly me. You're welcome.
0: No, uh, I take back everything I thank you for. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Dan. Perry, how are you? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, by the way, yeah. uh, did you ever send Perry for music? No, I did not.
2: Oh, man.
0: Oh, I, I can say I, I
2: think you should play it.
0: I don't have it, ass-
2: Oh, well, you're an ugly motherfucker.
0: <laughs> like, we literally oh, just went please, over this. Oh, next
1: week we have to have this music ready because I have yet to actually listen to the words. Okay. It was it was a remake of Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy, but with, with me in it, which is how it should actually be.
0: Yeah, if uh, so, anybody Sexy followed Perry. us... Yeah, if yeah. anybody followed the live episode, we played a rendition of Sexy Boy uh, entitled Sexy Perry that was sung by Brian and myself uh, specifically for her. That's actually how much we care and uh, care to inflate her ego. Um, fucking
2: terrible, I love it. I
0: don't know. Yes, um,
2: that's how we sang, terrible.
0: Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> how it was. Thank God I edited the voices. <laughs> All right, so uh, to get into this, um, just really quickly also before we get into the actual episode, just want to give a good shout out and plug uh, to our friend uh, Chris, who is actually doing a wrestling podcast himself, trying to get it off the ground, uh, Two Extreme uh, Wrestling Podcast, uh, which will be out uh, later. Um, sometime this month, I believe, I know he's getting things started. Um, we said that we would definitely help him out, uh, getting his thing off and, uh, up and running, so check that out. We'll definitely give you guys more information as things culminate with that, and, uh, we'll probably be collaborating with him here and there on a couple episodes and having him on a couple of our episodes. So, Wrestlemania weekend. How awesome was it? Um, were we... Did we feel let down? Were we? Uh, was it more than we expected? Uh, let's get some feedback before we go into breaking down each, uh, I guess, event.
1: I didn't watch Takeover. Um, I watched a little bit of the Hall of Fame, which I still have to catch up on. I didn't get to watch Takeover because I was in I was in route to New York to uh, be with you guys. But WrestleMania um, itself, I feel like. The first half of it was super strong. It was a really good show. And I feel like it kind of tapered off, you know, from the middle towards the end. Like, I feel like the matches, one, got shorter. They weren't as interesting. Certain matches, which we'll get into um, in a bit when we go kind of match by match, um, just didn't live up to the hype. I mean, some of these things we weren't hyped for and then we got super hyped for. And then the match was just like, Like, it was very, you know, like, you, like, felt deflated after it, because you are like, really, that was it? After all that? After all that build? Um, man, super strong first half, not so strong second half.
0: Okay. Brian, what was your... Still, <laughs> but
1: still a great event. Still a great event. I know a lot of people are saying it's the best in 10 years. I think 31 was the best one in the last 10 years, but that's just me.
0: hmm Brian, what was your, uh, what was your thought process on the entire event, or even the entire week in, in, as a whole?
2: Um mania was it was good um obviously i like perry said a lot there were certain aspects certain matches that could have been better um we'll get more into that as, as when we discuss mania my overall feelings on the card mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that they did but you know it's always a fun great weekend um to be a wrestling fan you always see a lot of stuff that you don't think you're gonna see and you get really cool moments so Um, it's been, it was one of the better all around weekends that they've done in
0: a while. Okay. And Dan, what was your, uh, your overall thought process? Overall, the whole,
3: the weekend itself was awesome. From Friday all the way through to Tuesday, ridiculous amounts of awesomeness. Uh, WrestleMania, like Perry said, I agree with her. It started out strong, definitely tapered off and got a little bit more predictable towards the end. Um, I didn't get to watch all of the Hall of Fame. I've only seen a little bit of it. Watched TakeOver. That was awesome. Uh, Told you about Met Mania. Raw and SmackDown were really strong. So overall, it was a good weekend. All
0: right. Um, Now here's my question for you guys, because it seems like you guys all have the same sentiment. Do you think the pay-per-view lost anything um, in just how long the overall pay-per-view was? Or do you think it was just... Based on the, um, I guess the entertainment level of the pay per view itself.
1: Well, it wasn't that much longer than it normally is. It's normally a four hour event. It didn't go too far. Well, it went over it to midnight. midnight, so it was almost a five hour. Yeah. Pay per view, but I don't. It, it I don't midnight. think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's super necessary to have a two hour pre show. Mm. Um, because on top of it, on top of doing that they go through the storyline again before the matches on the main card. So it's like, I can understand if they weren't going to do that and they were going to keep it strictly to storyline and whatever, and not really bring up the whole, you know, like, uh, the package, like the video package about what's been going on before the matches. I feel like it's very repetitive. So I feel like the first hour of the pre-show is really not necessary. The only thing worth watching was just to catch the match that was going to be on there. Everything else was kind of useless.
0: Agreed. Okay. So, uh, we'll start with the hall of fame. Um, I was actually, I thought that there was a couple of great speeches um, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's one of the things that I actually look forward to because it's not the wrestling uh, aspect of it. it it's the behind-the-scenes uh, kind of deal. Uh, you really get to hear about these guys' uh, like careers and their personal lives and dig deeper into the actual uh, competitors that are in the business. And um, I, I think Kurt Angles was probably one of the best that they've ever had, short and sweet. Um, It wasn't that long, actually. Um, I think DDP's was very heartfelt. Um, Teddy Long's uh, was very funny and heartfelt. So uh, what about you guys? Uh, Perry, what was your thought? I mean, I I know you said you missed a a little bit of it, but from what you saw, what did you think?
1: I really enjoyed DDP's. Um, I liked the stories. He kept the stories, like, pretty short and sweet, uh, but they were entertaining. It wasn't like a bore fest. Like, some people just go on and on about... Um, like the same thing over and over and over again and it gets kind of stale. His was perfect. Like, I haven't seen a speech like that where I felt like that was an awesome, awesome speech in a long time. So, mm-hmm. yay to DDP. I just caught the end of Kurt Angle's. Um, I love him anyway. It just seems like... I, did, do you guys think he had work done?
0: I it feel like he it. might have had
1: work done to his face because it doesn't, like... like It doesn't move. Like, it's the same... When he <laughs> smiles, it's literally the same... Like, it's almost, like, fearful.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It definitely, I, I thought the same exact thing when I saw him. He definitely, um, he doesn't look old. That's the weird thing. He just looks preserved. Yeah, it's so <laughs>
1: weird. I was like a little bit, like, I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know if maybe he just ages well, but like, when he smiles, it looks like he just, like, it's, it's forced.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Brian, your, uh, your thoughts on the, uh, Hall of Fame ceremony?
2: Um, I thought it was really good. I, th- I feel like it was some of the better speeches we've had in a while, too. Um, or better speeches from everyone. I, I-, I like pages. It was good. Uh, Teddy Longs was good. Beth Phoenix was pretty good. Hers was a little long, but it was good. I like the uh, Tony Chimel calling Edge out, too. That was great. <laughs>
0: that was good.
2: Um, Ron is JBL, were hysterical.
0: I don't think you can have um, two better people roasting someone than Ron Simmons and JBL. Oh God, uh, no!
2: Um, you know, Angles was great. The, bringing out the hat, bringing out the uh, the the wig and the headpiece, mm-hmm. drinking the milk, doing all of it. Um, it. It was just a great event overall.
0: Agreed. And uh, Dan, what was your? I know you said you missed some of it, or did you not? Be, were you not able to catch it yet?
3: Uh, the only two I saw was DDPs, I saw Angles, and I caught the very end of uh, Teddy Long.
0: Okay, and what uh, did you think?
3: But like Perry said, I think DDPs was awesome. He did a really good job of uh, keeping his stories to the point. He didn't tangent very much, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his stories were interesting. You actually wanted to listen to what he was saying. Um, angles was, he's Angle, he can't fuck up at this point. True. Uh, <laughs> But I thought the milk at the end was an awesome touch.
0: Oh, it was perfect.
3: Yeah, it was was the best way to end that entire night was the milk,
0: just dousing himself in milk. Absolutely. Um, Before we move on, actually, I don't know if anybody, uh, I know we said we were going to do Gorilla, but I actually have something that uh, I wanted to talk about really quickly because we actually were talking about JBL and Ron Simmons. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Moro Ronaldo is officially off of WWE TV for good. Yes. Oh, they announced it finally. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I contract, know, Yes. His, his contract ends in August, so I'm just gonna assume that they're not gonna renew it.
3: They're, no. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're oh, I
0: know he. TV. He done.
3: removed all of all of his all of their mentions from his bio on everything. Yeah. I. They were talking about that yesterday.
0: I would. I would just like to say that uh, I'm actually very disappointed and upset with WWE for this. Um, Somebody actually made a good point on uh, social media, and I I think it's actually that uh, that site or that Facebook page that you had linked me to, Brian. Um, Wrestling Rising, I think it's called. Yes. Uh, somebody made a good point saying that you know WWE is all about the anti-bullying campaign and this and that, but yet here's somebody who suffers severely from bipolar disorder and depression, uh, and he was severely bullied by obviously a top guy in the company. And uh, they chose to take that guy's side versus Moro's side, and I, I just feel like that's a really poor uh, something. To, it's just poor precedent to set for somebody that's you know following a an anti-bullying campaign and just uh, an anti-bullying lifestyle. I, I feel really bad for Moro Ronaldo and I would have really loved to see him have a strong career with WWE
1: but it's such a shame because he was so good. He was like one of those announcers where you felt like he was kind of going to be like a JR. where he was going to be very long lasting. He was going to make an impression on people. He was going to make the matches better. So it's really such a loss for the WWE that they're going to lose Morrow.
2: No, I agree. Um, And
1: and now that that kind of came out, you're starting to see a lot more stories. Like Justin Roberts just put out a book and he was talking about, being severely bullied by JBL as well. Yeah. And a lot of people are coming out and saying it was true because I know JBL took to Twitter and, and pretty much just said he's an idiot and it's none of it's true. But there's more people that are coming out and being like, yep, he sure was. Like, so it, I don't know how it's going to fare for JBL. I really don't. Um, I Obviously, we all know how everything goes. If enough people make a stink about it, they'll get rid of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that I want to see JBL get, like, get the can, but at the same time, like, I feel if you're going to be that way to people um, in general, like, that's not necessary. Like, I, I think somebody needs to, and it sounds like such the father thing of me to say, but somebody needs to really sit down with JBL and, like, figure out what the fuck is going on, because... Like, we probably lost one of the best commentators we'll get in a very long time. Like, yeah, we still got guys that are good at it, but I I feel like Mauro Ronaldo could have been excellent. And uh, again, people like
1: that, people like that don't need talking to, they need somebody to punch them in the mouth so they don't do it
2: anymore.
0: Well, yeah, but that's what what
1: they need. Like somebody just needs to punch him in the fucking mouth so he (laughs) stops doing shit to people.
2: And I don't really think that'll stop because I was actually just reading something on that Wrestling Rise Facebook page as we were getting ready to go on air, and Hardcore Holly recently uh, came out in the last <laughs> day or two saying I just the same said this thing. Too, Brian. What?
3: Are, are you talking about the Steve Blackman story? Yes. Yeah, I just read that like an hour before we came on. To yeah, I was gonna bring that up in a second.
2: Yeah, Hardcore Holly came out and said that. They were at an airport one, uh, one, or one early one morning, and JBL was still drunk from the night before. And he came up behind Steve Blackman and started patting him on the ass. And Blackman turned around and goes, "I don't play that shit. Stop it." And JBL, being who he is, kept doing it. And Blackman turned around to beat the shit out of him. For real? And, yeah. <laughs> oh, and wow. Shamrock and oh no, Al Snow and Harker Holly had to stop him. Um, otherwise he was going to try to put him in the hospital But Blackman wound up tripping over A luggage bag A luggage handle And getting. And that's what stopped him And Ron Simmons grabbed uh, JBL And they left They all got their own cars and left And they said they wound up Meeting at the hotel later on uh, That day And they had the whole Blackman back again From beating JBL's ass and then finally, they saw each other in catering, and he's like, uh, Blackman told J. Bill, he's like, "You need to apologize, and or do what you need to do, say what you need to say, or I'm embarrassing you in front of everybody, whooping your ass right now, and putting you in the hospital." That's and ins- apparently, he turned around, apologized, and went back and walked out of catering.
0: That's insane. Yeah.
2: And I ultimately kind of believe Hardcore Holly on that, and there's no reason for him to lie about that. And it just kind of shows you the type of character that JBO really is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this, um, but, again, it, it was just something that I wanted to bring up just to bring light to the situation. Like, it, it, again, if you're going to be pro-anti-bullying, then this is something that you really need to nip in the bud, like, before... It gets completely out of control because I don't see one person on social media saying, "Oh, leave JBL alone. He's just, you know, he's just. That's just him." Like everybody's like, "No, JBL's a dick," and we've just probably lost one of the better commentators that we'll see in a very long time. Um, any uh, last comments on this before we move on to takeover? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. So take over. Um, started off. Um, Pretty cool. Uh, started off with a nice surprise. Um, I know uh, Brian and I watched TakeOver together, which was uh, which was fun. We I think that was actually the first NXT um, event that we watched together, if I'm not mistaken. Or have we watched another one?
2: Uh, just Royal Rumble weekend.
0: That's right. Okay. All right. And so, yeah, so. It, it was the uh, eight-person tag match. Um, eight-person, I think it was a mixed tag match also. So you had Sandy... Yeah um with against ty dillinger roderick strong ruby riot and then the surprise of cash's oh no um which was pretty cool um and then uh sanity ends up uh, on top again i feel like i don't know what they're trying to do with sanity i feel like they're trying to make them very over but i don't feel like it's very successful uh what about you guys
2: I think they're doing it to eventually bring them up, and I think they're gonna replace the Wyatt family to a degree with that weird, creepy shit. Um, obviously, they're not in the same realm as the Wyatt family with the with the weird with the creepy, but they're gonna try to be that weird factor. I think as a group, I think that's one of the reasons we saw Killian Dane in the Andre Battle Royal and why he lasted so long, is I think they're testing the waters to see how those characters will play out on the main roster. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons they've been making them look so strong, is because Eric Young, he could be a guy that can come up next week and be fine. He's a great performer, great talent. Um, I don't particularly like him in this role, because it's not kind of the crazy madman thing he was doing in TNA, where he was doing it good. Um, but, you know, it... He can pull it off. He's a good talent. Um, so, uh, who was the other uh, Alexander Wolf? Right, the other one. Yep. Yeah, he's not bad. He's he's third fiddle guy though. Obviously, anybody that's going to be winded, being coming a star out of this is going to be Killian Dane. So hell, we can even get some sort of Wyatt family reunion for sanity. You got all the pieces to line them up. So Bray versus young um, Wolf versus. Uh, Heart, uh Rowan and if Strow makes, uh, Strowman makes his way back, Strowman versus Dane would be a pretty interesting uh,
0: matchup. We could even do Harper uh, uh, if uh, in that aspect too, because yeah. I think Ro- I think at this point um, Braun Strowman is on his own, and I don't see yeah. him uh, coming back over to the Wyatts. I honestly think he's turning face to fight Lesnar, but we'll get into that. Okay, that's definitely something good. I mean, uh, Dan, any? Uh, did you watch NXT?
3: I did. I actually watched the entire NXT event.
0: Okay. And What was your uh, thought process on this uh, match? This
3: this was a solid eight man tag match. It was it was designed to be, I think, the the Dillinger send off match because they knew he was coming up. Okay. Um, so when he when they lost that match and he took the pinfall, I kind of knew he was coming up. I had I thought he was the entire time, but when they had him take the pinfall in the middle of the ring, I knew they were. I knew it was the end for him. Uh, overall the match was pretty good. My main complaint was this was that they're in Orlando and Cassius Ono is wearing a Sacramento Kings jersey and an outfit.
0: What the <laughs> hell is up with that? I don't know. I mean it, was it a King's jersey or was it like an Ono jersey it with was, King's colours, right? It was
3: his it was his name, but it was the same exact lettering pattern, colors, yeah. everything.
0: It wasn't the uh, the Enzo Amore wearing the Orlando magic colors, that's for sure. No, not at all. Yeah. No. All right. Um, so the next match was the uh, Alistair Black um, debut against uh, Almas, um, which I was actually pretty impressed with this match, and I was actually really intrigued with Alistair Black's character. Uh, Alistair Black, of course, in his debut match, defeated uh, Andre Almas. Um, Brian, your thoughts? Uh
2: very good match. Um, the the springboard flip. Into the sit in the middle of the ring was awesome. That
3: was awesome. Um,
2: I didn't realize this until I was talking. I think with Dan about this before we film a live episode on Sunday. He does uh, his uh, his finish is a chick kick. Oh, the finisher,
3: yeah. We, yes, we were talking about that. It's the same as Mickey James's chick kick. He just lands it more flush.
2: Yeah, that was he landed it really good. But, yeah, I like the character. I, I really want to see where this goes. Like, it's very intriguing. I think they're going to do good things with it. I think they're going to push him to the top. He's going to be a top guy probably not right away, but probably by the either, end of the year. Uh, Mania next year, I think it might be like him and Galloway going for the belt. I, I
3: think he's a six-month to a 12-month kind of build.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, any uh, any input on the match?
3: The match itself was really good. I thought up until Nakamura Rude at the end, or actually up until the tag team match, and then Nakamura Rude. I thought it was the best match on the card, mm-hmm. and then you know, well, they got it got outdone. Well, but yeah. uh, his his entrance actually was intriguing me because at the very beginning, I'm like, Are they gonna go kind of like like vampire here because it's kind of weird. He's like rising, sitting up. This is all weird, and then it kind of transformed to. Somewhat like Baron Corbin's entrance, I'm like, where are they? What is he a biker? Is he a vampire? What the hell is going on here?
0: Yeah, I think that was the my...
3: entrance was a little bit confusing.
0: I, I I was actually just gonna say, like, I think that was my biggest gripe with everything was the every his character just seems very like unsure of where what direction they want to go with right now, and I think that once they get like a steady picture of his character, I think we'll have a better <laughs> understanding of uh, of everything with him. Um, But again, all around
3: that vampire kind of rising from the grave part of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So again, a solid match on a uh, obviously a top uh, NXT card. Uh, This next match I honestly felt was the match of the night. Um, I don't uh, I'm not a huge fan of Authors of Pain, but I definitely feel that they work in what they're doing. Uh, Authors of Pain, the champions um, versus DIY and the revival in a triple threat elimination match um, when DIY and revival were working together. I I think uh, like it was just one of the coolest things I've seen. Um, And of course, obviously we know what happened with the revival, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, Authors of pain retaining their titles in again, one of the best matches, if not the best match of the night, Brian, what are your thoughts?
2: Um, I thought from the get go that authors of pain were going to win, but they did a really great job of making it highly believable that Revival or DIY were going to be the belts. Um, they pulled those from cool spots. Um, I loved how they actually had DIY and Revival put their differences aside and worked together for like 75% of the match. And it wasn't a complete squash by AOP. I, I this is... we, we talked about DIY and Revival all year last year and the matches that they were putting on and it just show, goes to show what type of workers these guys are because two guys that aren't great workers and often are paying, even though I do like them as a tag team, I think they're a good tag team, they're not on par with these guys. And it just shows you that they can work with anyone.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, what I found even cooler was uh, when DIY and Revival were just like teaming together and doing their tag team moves with the other tag team. Uh,
2: Wilder and Champa did Shatter Machine. Yes. And Champa, uh, Gargano and uh, Dawson did uh, Meet in the Middle.
0: Yep. It was just, it was so great. Uh, Dan, anything that you want to add to this match?
3: Um, this was definitely by far match of the night. Um, the fact that they... AOP is green. very... Very green. Yes. <laughs> that's Why they gave them Paul Ellering? That's and then that's why they were. This was a triple threat match. It was to cover up them somewhat. Um, but I think they did an amazing job. Uh, you can see the difference from where AOP was when they came out. I think it was a year ago they debuted. Right? Was uh, it? Was it Dallas they debuted?
2: Just they after came out Dallas. and
3: attacked. It was just after Dallas they came out and attacked American Alpha after they yes. lost the Dash and awesome. From where they were about a year ago to now, light years ahead of where they were. They're still not the greatest in the ring, but they're definitely ahead of where they were. Yeah. And they're
2: they're, kind of, just real quick, they're kind of the Baron Corbin of the tag team division. Like, they're not great, they're getting better, but they have a great presence about them. This is one of the reasons I like them.
3: Yes. Yeah. They carry themselves like they've been doing this for 20 years. Like, they just know what they're doing, even though they don't.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that sentiment. I mean, it, again, I don't know. Something about them just it doesn't sit with me. Like, I can't sit back and say, no, I can see these guys being good. Like, there's something about Braun Strowman that you look at him and you're like, yes, he's green, but he's got that it factor about him. Like, he's going to be great. Like, I look at, again, even when-,
3: when he, yeah, because Strowman, even when he doesn't talk, he just has this presence. He has the
0: facial expressions and stuff yeah. like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They're just blank. Exactly. It, there's just something about them that, like, they're good, but they're just, they don't have something and they're missing it. And if they get that something, they're going to be great.
2: I, I think it comes in the form of a better manager, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I, it seems
3: like Paul Ellering's there, but not there all the time. Like, yeah. he's not, like, he's not really trying.
0: Well, he's 137 years old, so, I mean, it's, that it's tough. That doesn't help. No. He's probably At pissed off the the put him in the shark cage. Yeah, exactly.
3: He's still mad about
0: this arcade from Royal Rumble weekend, probably. Yeah. They, right. they
2: need, he needs to bring back the puppet.
0: All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, move on. Uh, this match, I, I was very disappointed in. To be completely honest with you, um, I felt it could have been way better, um, especially for two people that are undefeated um, in Oscar and Ember Moon. Um, Brian uh, definitely pointed out to me. I, I definitely missed it, but it definitely seemed like Brian was pointing out that uh Asuka made a little bit of a heel turn um in the match uh when she, yeah. she when she what did she move the ref or she hit the ref? She threw the ref into the
2: ropes and knocked Ember Moon Ember Moon of the top rope when she went for that jumping, flipping uh stunner that she does.
0: Gotcha. The uh She definitely
3: turned heel at the end of yeah. the
2: match. Okay. Because because NXT this past week as well she goes uh, they what the backstage interviewer asked her who's next and she's like is there any competition left ha and she just laughed huh I mean, there's not enough. but so, so either they're bringing in one of the new the one of the new signings that they brought uh, that they signed or i don't know what they're going to do with there cuz like I like I said Mike this match should have been so much better than it was yeah I felt like they were weren't really communicating very well out there there was a couple missed spots it was I mean it was good but it wasn't as good as NXT women's matches usually are and I thought there I thought it would be great because they're both great competitors and they're both on these believable undefeated streaks because they're both so good and dominant. And I, I thought it was going to be so
0: much better than it was, and it, it just wasn't there for me. No, I gotcha. <clears throat> um, anything else that uh, we want to add to this match? Or no. are we pretty content with it just no. being the disappointment yeah. of the night? Okay. This is a frowny face match. This is definitely the frowny face match. All right. <laughs> next next match. So I, you, I might get a little shit for this one, but I, I actually think the next match was a frowny face match of the night too. Um, entrances, of course, when you have Nakamura and Bobby Roode involved, I mean, you're talking about top, top entrances, um, and they definitely disappoint in that area. Um, but I just felt something was missing from this match, and I felt like every match that involved a top guy send-off, uh, you talk about Joe, you talk about Valor, you talk about um, you know, some of those other guys, they, they just were missing something. They were lacking something, and I, I don't know what it is. And this one definitely falls in line, for me at least, in that category. What about you guys?
2: Uh, I, I think so, too. It was a good match, and I, I, I wouldn't say friendly face. I say it was a good match. I feel like their first match at on Rumble Weekend was better. Um, but I just want to say Rube, uh, Bobby Roode's, um robe was amazing. Probably the best part of the match,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: uh, they had a solid. They had a solid match. I just think Rumble was better for them.
0: Agreed,
3: Dan. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This wasn't their. This is definitely not as on par with their their Rumble match. I think I had this match as third on my card as like top matches. It was the tag team match, and then the Almas and uh, Alistair Black match, and then this one. But it, it definitely didn't live up to what I thought it was gonna be. And I think it plays into the fact that it was a send off match. Yeah. So they're not they're not gonna bury Nakamura very hot. like they're not gonna bury him in any kind of way. It's gonna be an even booked match back and forth and then there's gonna be Rude's gonna win. And I just think that's that's the issue with all these farewell matches. They it's even booked all the way through and then there's always just somebody just hit to finish and that's the end of the match.
0: Yeah. No, uh, that's definitely it. It's like
3: it's 50 fifty-fifty booking, and then okay, you have to insurance Yeah. And you're like, well, that's not, and that's not how they generally book matches. But no. every farewell match for everyone has been booked the same way, fifty-fifty.
0: Yeah. All right. So the paper or the event, I should say. I don't even know if I should call it a pay-per-view. It was very well done. Um, again, a lot of high spots, and then of course a couple of low spots, as uh, almost any WWE. Um, Event has been concerned, um, but let's get into the big one of the uh, of the weekend, and that of course. Wait, is wait, 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 wait. What, 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 what?
2: Last thing I want to mention about NXT. Good. Um, the debut of the new belts.
0: Oh, how did we forget thought, that? Yeah. Oh, how did we forget about? That? They
2: were great. Um, I'm so happy they brought it new belts. The old ones were kind of
0: infantile,
2: but it kind of I think it kind of rep- represents a new stage of NXT. One that's not so,
0: tainted with uh, with sperm.
2: Yes, that too, <laughs> that too. Um, I think that's the only reason they, probably the main reason they did it is one that they want to get rid of that women's belt, but they, they can't make it obvious. So they're like, "Yeah, hey, we'll just redesign them all." But yeah. I, I think the new new designs are so much better than what they used to be. I think they're beautiful
0: belts. Agreed. And I kept saying to you all night, I'm like, I just hope it's not a giant fucking X for the world title, and thank God it's not. So
2: <laughs> it's the X division belt. Right? Yes. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, the big event of the uh, of the weekend. Perry, you still with us? I'm here. All right, here's what we're uh, we're all waiting for. Uh, the big one, WrestleMania. Um, all of us uh, hung out and watched it together. Dan had to unfortunately leave a little early, um, but we definitely uh, had a great uh, time um, scarfing down some delicious food and uh, watching what I honestly felt was one of the better WrestleManias. Um, I think, Harry and I were talking... Were we talking about just before uh, we went on air or not? But we were talking about how we still feel like 31 is one of the better ones of the past couple years. But this one is up there. I would probably say second to 31, in my honest opinion. Uh, Yeah, it was
1: really good. I just think 31 was so much better put together um and i feel like it was it felt so different from everything that had it surrounded it like around that time so i don't know i got a different feel out of 31 i came out of it like a lot happier than i came out of this one okay not that i didn't like this one this one was great
0: no it was it was good um very long without a doubt um but uh, it was definitely very... even So we'll go match by match, and you know, I, I have sentiments of each match, of course, but I feel like a lot of people were bashing certain matches that I felt didn't need to be bashed because it was exactly what we wanted it to be. Um, the opening match of the night on the pre-show card, of course, was the Cruiserweight title match, and I think that was exactly um, what we wanted it to be. Um, a great match between these two top guys, and they got... I think, if I'm looking at this correctly, they got one of the the longest times even of the main card matches. I think they were longer than almost half of the main card matches. They got about almost 16 minutes. and uh, They
1: needed to fill some fucking time. That's why they had a two-hour fucking pre-show. They had to fill some of that damn time.
0: <laughs>
2: they
3: had the whole first hour to themselves. Yeah. I mean, here's my question They should, to you they
1: should have just made it an Iron Man match. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just made it a 60-minute six, Iron Man match. The first... The first hour of the pre-show.
0: Right? Do you guys think that the SmackDown women got dicked by being moved to the main card? Or do you think that they got... Uh, do you think it was, uh, like, a better fit for them?
2: I, I know I where you're COVID going with this. Got um, dicked. So. I, I'm pretty sure you listen to the same podcast I did and they talked about this.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um,
2: I... I they kind of did because they got, I think, what was it, six minutes, they said?
0: Five minutes. I'm looking at it right now. They got five minutes and 35 seconds. They that was were, it? That was it. Yeah.
2: Really? It
1: was
0: a quick match. The only match was. that was shorter than that one. Women- the,
1: they had, like, the most people in that match, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But think about it this way. The only match that was shorter than their match was Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. That was it.
2: And you knew, and you knew that one was coming.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So,
2: and I like how we timed the video package for Brock Lesnar and Goldbrook, and it beat out the length of the match.
0: No, the match actually beat out the video package.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. That yeah. we
0: were trying, we were taking bets that the video package would be long. Not
1: by much. Not, not by, by much. much.
0: No, not by much. Um, okay, so anything that we wanna talk about about the cruiserweight belt uh, match, or
2: just good match from from start to finish. They told a nice story. They gave them time to tell a story. Um, and I feel like just in general, going forward, they should just make – if they're going to do it a six-hour event anyway, just do a one-hour pre-show at 5 o'clock.
0: Mm-hmm. Start
2: the show at 6 and run until 11. Do a five-hour show. Agreed. Give them time. We don't care about the video package. Put the video packages on the
0: pre-show. You yeah. don't need to okay. see
2: them again before every single match.
0: No, and I think that's what killed the time. I mean, you got to think like, each video package was what five or six minutes at most.
2: About and we had what eleven or thirteen matches on the on the main card.
0: And almost every single one had a video package.
2: And I no think every single segments. one
0: did. No backstage no segments. segments, none whatsoever. Yeah.
2: Well, they learned the mistake from last year, and they still
0: went longer than last year. Exactly. Yeah.
3: I think with having the network, I don't think they're so concerned with time anymore.
0: But it's not that it's not that the, the time as far as like paying for time, it's the time of like I felt so bad because like we're sitting at our, our friend Chris's house and it's like almost it's pretty much midnight and they're probably sitting there thinking like what the fuck time is this goddamn thing gonna end? And I'm like, Well, well I, I really don't wanna like impose on these people anymore, but I wanna know how fucking WrestleMania ends.
1: I fucking <laughs> fell asleep. I fell fell asleep.
0: You won the night. I
1: I fell asleep as soon as the fucking Undertaker-Roman Reigns match started. I saw the entrances. As soon as that fucking bell rang, I went to sleep. And I woke up the second the bell rang and Roman Reigns won. Yeah. I was out. It was too long. I was too tired. It's a long day. It is. You know, like, you're stoked. You're pumped. You have the pre-show. You have the whole event. It's just... It's an exhausting... It's an exhausting
3: night.
0: Yeah, that that's exactly it. Um, and we're and on go, the
1: first I gotta
3: match. go none night. I gotta go none night early, <laughs> <Exactly>. so... <laughs> right. I'm not gonna lie, Perry, I fell asleep halfway through that match, too. <laughs> right? I'm sitting on my couch watching it, and all of a sudden, I just hear the bell ringing and I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? What, what's it, is it over? <laughs> is it over? What happened? Yeah, right. I was fucking out. I
0: was done. All right. So the other um, well, there's two other pre-show matches. Um, the battle royal, which I actually thought was a, a really fun to watch. Um, yeah. As soon as Braun Strowman and Big Show got eliminated, it really opened the floodgates for okay. Well, who can win this thing right now? And that it... was the
1: only that was the only goddamn match I, I predicted right, except for AJ <coughs> Styles. And, and the Undertaker. Okay, I I predicted a couple, but not as many as your son.
0: No, my son was pretty much 100%.
1: <laughs> Your four-year-old son
0: yeah, he knows predicted his shit. most of
1: these matches he knows because he shit. went against me. Good yeah.
0: for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was cool seeing uh, Gronkowski get involved in the match. Um, I thought it was great to see Mojo Rally win. And tell me if I'm wrong, but does anybody... Wrong. No. <laughs> does, Probably are. Does anybody see this becoming yeah. a heel turn for Mojo Rally? And having a great feud with Zack Ryder when he comes back,
2: I could see that. Know. But I think they're gonna go face run with him for a little bit because I feel like with the way he acts and the way he is, you can tell it's, he's a pretty genuine person with certain things. I think he's gonna be their like top B star guy and stuff like that.
3: No, I agree. I don't know if his personality could be healed like just naturally. What's that? It might be a stretch. I don't know if he has the personality to actually play a heel. It might be a bit of a stretch for him. Oh, it might if be. I,
2: it, if ahead. anything, I'd like to see Zack Ryder turn heel. Yeah, that'd be oh, awesome. That, I was going to say I would rather see Ryder heel, and because just
1: because you can tell just by the interview he did the other night, I um, feel like he's kind of going like that—that that really soft face, like character. Like you know what I mean? Did you see the interview with him? Oh, Mojo. Like the back- Yeah, the backstage segment with Mojo. Yeah. Just the way he was, like, talking, like, he's completely changed his character, like, overnight.
0: Well, so this could work out... I actually think it works out even better with uh, Zack being a heel when Brian said that, because what I was going to say is that Mojo Rawley, like, basically rubs in the face of Zack Ryder that he got his WrestleMania moment way before Zack got his WrestleMania moment. It took Zack Ryder how many years to even get on WrestleMania, and then he had to wait even longer to have a moment... And now Mojo Rawley has his WrestleMania moment by winning the Andre, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So, either way works. And I think it would be a good feud, also. Um, this one was interesting, because we caught it as soon as Baron Corbin walked through the, uh, I guess, the, onto the ramp or onto the stage. They I, I feel like these guys didn't know until they went out that they were going to be on the pre-show.
3: No, I don't think they did at all. They were both pissed.
0: They, yeah, they. No, there was nothing ha- like Baron Corbin came out like, uh, like with the biggest chip on his shoulder, and uh, it looked like Dean Ambrose was a little upset also. But I mean, they still had a longer match than the women did, um, and Brock Lesnar. So, which it so didn't much- feel like that match felt like it was rushed and short. Well, yeah, exactly.
1: I just think that like, I don't like when people are like that. I'm sorry, I'm eating so much candy. I'm so excited.
0: Well, you have candy.
1: I have so much candy, I can't wait to show you it. Um, I just, when people get like that, it makes me so mad. Because I'm like, you're there. Number number one, you're there. Yeah. A lot of people never make it there. Number two, you're fucking new. You're still fucking new. You don't deserve anything. You're not entitled to anything. You know what I mean? You're lucky they're even putting you on the pre-show. So shut your mouth, do your job. Don't look like a fucking sourpuss and just like entertain people that's what you're there for
0: i agree with you completely on that uh, aspect but are you going to tell me that you would have much rather have seen that five and a half minute women's match on the main roster versus the intercontinental championship match on the main and again this is just me nitpicking at this point
1: no i would have much rather have seen the women's match on the main card but a longer match
0: okay Anybody have any other uh, tidbits that they want to throw in for the IC title match before we get to the main card?
2: No, I mean, it kind of was what it was. Uh, Yeah. It was a a letdown.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so the main card starts off, obviously, with the New Day coming out and uh, introducing us to WrestleMania, which was very short and sweet. Um, They, I felt, like, they got rushed On their introduction, I mean, The Rock and Hogan got, what, like a half an hour each? And I feel like The New Day got, like, five minutes. But they all obviously...
1: They had a a lot of matches to hit.
0: They did. But obviously, we'll get to The New Day in just a little bit. Um, But I think the pay-per-view opened up with a huge match. Like, I felt like there couldn't have... uh, After I thought about it, there wouldn't have been a better match to open up the show with other than AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. And uh, they put on a hell of a match.
1: I was floored. When I, when I saw they started the video package for Shane and AJ, I was like, get the fuck out of here. No way. Yeah. And then I was, like, stoked, though, because you have to have a good start to these things, or yep. else you lose people. Mm-hmm. And that was really, like you said, what do you think about it? Perfect way to start it, because this match was so hyped.
0: Oh, absolutely. And,
1: and you had no idea what the fuck was going to happen, but you knew it was going to be good.
2: So, great way to open the show.
0: No, without a doubt. Brian...
2: Uh, again yeah same thing great way to open the show uh, they probably told the best story of the night uh, I think this was the match of the night as far um, yeah, I think it ekes out the uh, Cruiserweight Championship match um, but it was by far the it was the way to start the show it was that match that gets the crowd hot
0: Yeah, yeah without a doubt, without a doubt. Dan
2: anything that you yeah. want to add
3: uh no, Brian stole my thing. I was gonna say this was match of the night. Um, <laughs> it's it's AJ Styles. He either goes on first or last. Yeah, that's, that's the There's only no way
0: between.
3: There's no in between. He's either closing the show or opening the show because those are the two most important matches. And how you crazy knew he wasn't. That, What's said, that? Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I said, how crazy is that though? That like, this guy's been here for how long? And it's like he's already like. You're first or last because you're the best on the card.
0: Yeah, I mean...
3: Exactly. And you knew he wasn't closing because...
0: Take her. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, to Perry's point, I mean, this guy has single-handedly shown that he is, without a doubt, probably the greatest in-ring performer that the company has had in a long time or the company's actually ever even seen. Uh, The guy does things in the ring that most people can't do. He does things on the mic that most people can't do. He is a solid competitor, and there's it's very it's a tough argument to say that he's not a top ten guy. You might even put him in a top five guy. So, and uh, the the story worked perfectly with Shane McMahon. Um, he definitely had something to prove, and I'm just glad that AJ Styles won and had his WrestleMania victory. So, that was uh, definitely good to see. Um, I was shocked that this next match was so early in the card too, but again. You know, keep the crowd hot and uh, keep them going. Kevin Owens and Jericho uh, for the United States Championship, uh, which I thought was a pretty decent match. What about you guys?
2: Kevin Owens is the greatest heel they have at the moment. Yes. To kick out of a pin by (laughs) literally using the first knuckle of his index finger was great. Yeah.
3: That was the greatest thing I've ever seen.
2: Like... You how else do you get a crowd to boo you by then doing that? Like you really gotta your, take it to your bag of checks to get them to boo you like that.
3: And your placement and timing on that has to be so perfect.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean um, it just
3: shows how good he is. Yeah.
0: I, I mean that was I feel like that was something that he even pitched. Like, listen guys, I'm gonna kick out of like this pin, but I'm gonna do it with my fingertip. And, like, Vince was just like, yeah, that's great.
2: I just, I love just the tip.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Vince loves the tip.
1: Ah, So does Steph, allegedly.
0: Ooh, she's going back there. (laughs) I I lied.
1: No, no, no. I didn't say that. No. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, a solid match. Um, Obviously, Kevin Owens, your new United States champion. Um, And, uh, I mean, there's nothing more I can say. Um, What about you guys? it was a little bit
1: of a um, slower pace than I thought that match would be. Not that not that it was bad at all, because it, it's a anytime you have those two guys in a ring, it doesn't matter who it's with, it's going to be good. Um, just I I thought the energy would be a lot higher in this match, and it wasn't. So I wasn't disappointed while watching it. I, just when it ended, I was like, okay, that was good, but I expected more. And I try not to go in expecting much, like I just because I like to be pleasantly surprised. But um. I feel like they just could have, I feel like there was so much more. These guys have so many tricks up their sleeves, and we didn't see, They didn't even touch them. So, I don't know.
0: No, I get what you're saying. I was expecting. Go ahead, Dan, I'm sorry.
3: uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more of a mean, kind of vicious streak from Kevin Owens in this match, and it just, it never really came out.
0: Yeah, um, actually, what Perry and what Dan even said just now, um, I feel ties into this next match, um, which I'll segue right in. Um, the women's, uh, the Raw Women's Championship. I thought the match was very well done. I thought the finish was just so flat, like. Oh, oh yeah. It, it just missed it so bad. Like this could have been such a great match. I mean, think about what we got last year in Dallas and. The, I felt like this year was a step backwards for the, both of the women's matches when last year we were... All we were talking about was that women's match, the triple threat.
1: I love what they did, though. I love how they pinned Nia Jax because it made her look strong. Yeah. Like, even though she lost that match, they needed that many people to pin her. Correct. So it she still comes out of this looking fantastic. And the rest of the match was, real, like you said, really well done, really well put together, like these women put the thought into it they put the heart into it it just when it ends the way it did you're kind of like you gave that fantastic match and that's it that's what yeah that's what we end with <laughs> like but you know what i i can't it might have been a it might have been like a crappy finish but the match in itself was very pleasant to watch
0: oh definitely i mean these four are uh, are definitely four of the top women Um, I'm not even a big Bailey or Sasha Banks fan, but I'll give it to them. I mean, they're definitely uh, winning the crowd over right now, and they definitely put on one hell of a show. Um, And I I can't even... I I feel like I say it too much, but I feel like Charlotte Flair is, without a doubt, the best in the business, probably male or female.
1: I thought it was so cool that they kind of thought outside the box. Like, I did not expect Sasha Banks to just be taken out by the exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. Like, I just... That would have never crossed my mind. Like, I thought they would use it, but I didn't think it would take her out. Like, if they, like, legit knocked her out, and that was
0: it. That was mm-hmm. a wrap. Yeah. Uh, Dan, Brian, what about you guys? What were your thoughts on this match?
3: Uh, this match, I thought it was well put together. I think Nia Jax comes out looking the best out of everybody in this match. Um, it took all three of them with multiple Triple T moves to actually beat her. Uh, so I think she comes out looking the strongest. I don't know what was up with that finish either. The Macho Man, they kept they kept going back and mentioning the uh the Randy Savage Steamboat play, uh match from WrestleMania 3 and how Savage was Bailey's idol and I'm like that's your reasoning behind her wedding with that with that.
0: Yeah.
3: And she kind of had it, that it Macho
1: makes... Man outfit on too. Did yeah. you notice like she came in and had all like not that she doesn't normally have tassels but she was very Macho Man-esque.
3: Actually, I Brian was driving me home during this match, and I had it on my phone. And I said, I said to him in the car, "I'm like, she's coming out dressed like Macho Man right now. <laughs> I'm like, she's got the, the robe with the tassels and the everything flowing."
0: Uh, Brian, anything that you want to add? Um, I did miss a
2: portion of this match because I did drive Dan home, but from what I saw, like. I feel like it just, like everybody said, it ended abruptly, which is weird, especially for the women, because you know they could put on these fantastic matches, so I don't want to be dead horse with that, but uh, I feel like, similar to what everybody's saying too, Nia Jax looked the strongest, but I feel like she's looked the strongest going into it as well. Like, they're booking her, like, they're, they're looking to do something with her.
3: I think it's going to be, we'll get into this more, I think, as we go forward, but I think it's going to have something to do with this superstar shake up and who is going to be left on i think she stays on robot who's left where and whatnot
0: exactly yeah i think so too okay all right so let's talk about the pop of the night um the fatal four-way that's right fatal four-way match for the raw tag team championship um obviously if you're a wrestling fan you know exactly what the hell we're talking about at this point New Day did such a great job in this segment. Like they probably, if the fans weren't as smart as they are, because they are, and we're we're such smarks that it's disgusting at this point. The, you probably would have thought the New Day was coming in to join into this match. Like they were walking to the ring. Like even like Kofi was selling it, and then the Hardys' music hits. And I am not a Hardy Boys fan in any way, shape, or form, and I marked out. I thought it was the coolest moment of the night. The The crowd like went bananas when their music hit. And uh, I have one gripe. I feel like having the Hardys there was enough. I, I don't think they needed to win the titles. But again, that's just me. Uh, I felt like the Hardys took a moment away from a team like Enzo and Cass, um, who still haven't had that moment. And uh, again, like you could have had the Hardys win the titles down the line but again that's just me griping on this really quickly but otherwise it was an amazing moment and a, and a pretty a really well done ladder match
2: yeah um and and something I've been talking about too because I mean we can get to this a little bit more from raw too um I think they did that for a reason for Enzo cast and I'll, I'll get into that reason when we talk about raw um I, I think that they have plans for them going forward so I think that's one of the reasons that we date we didn't see them win the belts. Um but it was it was a good match. Um uh, you got to see Hardy's do their all their spots. You got to see some of the other guys do some cool spots as well. Um I like the spot with um Cesaro doing the swing and Seamus doing the beats of the battery at the same time. hmm That was cool. That was good. But it was uh I mean it was a good good match overall though.
0: No, it was a very good match. Uh, again, like I said, I, I thought it was a, a fantastic ladder match. I, I'm again, I'm just being sour about the the Hardys winning the titles, and because I think I just wanted to see Enzo and Cass win them.
1: I didn't. I didn't necessarily want Enzo and Cass to win them. Not that I didn't want them, but I didn't have a, a preference. Um, I agree with Mike on this one, and that's like a first. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I think the Hardys. It was a really cool spot for them. Really cool spot. It was a cool spot for the fans. You know, it got us pumped. I myself, like Mike, not a Hardys fan. Never was. Um, it was cool to see them. It was cool to hear their music and hear the pop of the fans and everyone was into it. But I don't think they should have won the titles. I really thought either you know the club. I just think anybody could have won them. I just don't think it it should have went to them. Just because of that moment. You know what I mean? Like, it should have, that thought, or that that decision should have been made for a long-term thing, not just like a, we're going to give it to them because they're coming back, but I'm sure there were stipulations and contracts and things
0: like that, so whatever. Anybody else want to add before we move on? Okay. Um, so, this is, I feel, where... The, the pay-per-view started to like hiccup a little bit. This match I feel could have been so much better. Um they got under 10 minutes for the whole match. Um and obviously of course we had to have that after match moment. Um but it like the Miz was dominating the match. Um we're of course talking about John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. Um I know Maurice probably hasn't seen a wrestling ring in God knows how long. Nikki was severely injured, um, almost to the point of she wouldn't have even wrestled that night. Um, But The Miz was just amazing. Like, this was probably the best Miz we've ever gotten. The crowd was all about him. Um, He was doing the best work in the ring. And then all of a sudden, it it just turns around and John Cena and Nikki Bella win the match out of nowhere. Um, This is such bullshit. Did they need to win the match? Even No,
1: they didn't. This moment would have been just as as good as they wanted it to be with them losing. It probably would have been better if they lost and went into this almost like a Savage and Liz kind of thing. This match was bullshit. This is one of those matches where, despite John Cena being in it, I was stoked about this match. Because the build-up for this has been fucking fantastic for weeks.
0: And, and it then was a they letdown.
1: fucking blew it. Yeah. And then they fucking blew it. This was probably the worst match on the card.
0: Agree. I completely agree with you on that one.
1: It pisses me off because this match could have been so good. Yeah. This match could have been so well done, and they just absolutely dropped the ball on it.
0: Agreed. Um, Dan, Brian, what are your, uh, you have same feelings, different feelings?
3: Pretty much the same feelings. This match. I I thought I actually thought they were gonna have the Miz win and go over. It just seemed like the right thing to do, and short term, long term, everything. It seemed like the right thing to do, knowing Cena and Nikki Bella were leaving after this event. To have Miz and Maurice go over, and they did the complete opposite, and they made them look horrible. In the process, because they basically squashed them in all of, of a minute and thirty seconds. Because Miz the whole match turned the crowd. And I think he got heat for that afterwards. I don't think they liked that at all.
0: What that? Cena I think that's why it's about them?
3: that he he was able to turn the crowd against Cena like that. I think that's why he's going to get fed to
0: Nakamura now. I don't see. I don't know. I I feel like that. The, I because he's been doing it for the past couple weeks. I don't think that that's something that they're frowning upon. I think that that's something they're embracing. Um, But, I mean, the problem is if Miz is going to be feuding with Nakamura, you can say goodbye to this whole Miz being over thing because there's no way Miz is going to be over Nakamura.
3: He can't survive this if they put him in a rivalry with Nakamura.
0: No, no, not at all. That's
3: the one guy that's too popular for him. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I have one other thing about this match. Why the fuck was Jerry Lawler on commentary?
0: (laughs) That was... What about Black Thunder?
1: Oh my god, that was awful.
0: What? (laughs) Like, why? Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder, that's it. That's even worse than Black Thunder.
1: I fucking can't. Uh. I was like, did I hear that? Did I hear that correctly? Is that what just came out of his fucking mouth?
0: Yeah, it was.
3: So weird. So weird. He was so awkward on commentary.
0: Who, Lawler or
3: Chocolate Thunder? Lawler. Oh, that though.
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously we'll get to the other surprise commentator later on, but I mean, I think just Jerry Lawler just wanted to... I, I think he's done. I mean, he he wanted uh, probably to call a WrestleMania match, and this was probably the one he picked, so...
3: It, his jokes weren't even good. They were. He was blatantly trying way too hard to make fun of Miz and Maurice.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Jerry Lawler, when he tries to, I feel like when he tries, he's not funny, and then when things just come out, and you're like, did Jerry Lawler just really say that? That's when it's funny. Exactly. Alright. Um, so he obviously- He sounded like a jealous old man. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's probably jealous of the two women that are with those, you know, those guys in the ring. That too.
1: Oh, can we just, real quick, I'm sorry, him what? just saying that, saying the old man comment just made me fucking think of this. What? I thought it too, when, when fucking, does Matt Hardy not look like the old uncle, or like the old grandpa that's trying to scare the kids? When he's got the two, he got the two hands up and he's like, ah, and he he looks like the old man that's trying to scare the children.
0: Is it the hair? True,
1: man. Please rewatch it and think that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do that now.
1: I was like, what is he doing? I feel like I'm uncomfortable watching him. I wish he wouldn't. I wish he would stop. Once is enough. He came down the whole ramp, arms stretched out with the with the claws, and like ah.
0: Well, that uh, you haven't seen much of their new gimmick, but that that's basically his his whole. But like, that's what
1: he looks like. He looks like an old man scaring children.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly what his gimmick was. Is just an older man scaring children. But um, okay, so the next match. Um, we're almost done. <laughs> ironically. Um, the Seth Rollins and Triple H non-sanctioned match. Um, I have one thing to ask. I get Triple H and Stephanie coming out on the motorcycle, which was pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. What the fuck was with the police escort? That was awkward. I liked it. Were they like trying to, to keep Stephanie away from Shane because they knew Shane was there and they didn't want any sexual tension? Is that what it was? Nope. I didn't no
1: say it. <laughs> I did not say that. That wasn't me this time. <laughs> or any of the other times.
2: I think what it was, was, you know, they're, they view themselves as very important people. And they're important enough to have a police escort to make sure they get to the ring safely. And maybe Triple H was, you know, can't drive a motorcycle with three wheels. They were afraid he's going to tip over or something.
0: <laughs> well, down that ramp, yeah, uh, that huh. would have easily happened.
2: Him, he'd probably
1: severely hurt,
0: too. Yeah. I was
1: waiting for the brakes to give out on somebody's vehicle. I was yeah. like, oh, I'll let the brakes go out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but um, what was I going to say? I was actually just about to say something I don't remember now. Um, Seth Rollins' entrance was pretty badass with the fire. It was. like it was pretty that pretty cool, so good. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty badass. Um, I really
1: enjoyed this match. I, I really liked this from start to finish. I thought it was a really cool match.
0: I'm just glad... Um, that there was no outside interference. obviously Stephanie made her presence there but nobody I, I'm actually glad that Balor or Joe didn't get involved in this match because I felt it would have just defeated everything. Um, I, I thought it was another abrupt finish though because it's like
2: okay, we get the triple H bump into Stephanie Stephanie goes through the table but then Rollins hits him with one pedigree and it's over.
0: but that's that's the beauty of it. First of all, Rollins hit him with a pedigree and beat him. Triple H got beaten by his own move. Like, that, there was just... There was so much storyline and poetry in that last couple minutes of that match, which just made it even more amazing.
1: The only thing that was a little bit awkward was, like, when he hit him and he, like, walked into Stephanie. They were so far... He was so far away from Stephanie. Like, she saw that shit coming a mile away and she just kind of stood there. Like, I feel like that should have happened a little bit closer and I think they kind of misgaged like, where they were in the ring, because he, like, walked, like, five or six steps before he, like, bumped into her, and she literally just stiffly fell it's into the a table. table.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, anything else about this match? No? Okay. No. Um really. This match... Um, so, again, I feel like it had the same feeling that a lot of these matches, I'm gonna say, had... The match was fantastic. The story that was told in the ring was incredible. The special effects that they used were beyond anything we've probably ever seen. Bray Wyatt was about as good as he's ever been and then all of a sudden Randy Orton beats him. Like
1: I thought I thought the mind games were a little gay. Why? Like I like I don't know. I, I don't know if they were going to do something. I I would have thought it would been something different like you he wa- he wasn't controlling that. You know what I mean? Like Bray Wyatt wasn't controlling that. That wasn't his mind game. Like it was a projector screen projecting maggots onto the ring.
2: No shit. Like I thought
1: it I thought it was just strange and but not like strange, like, ooh, creepy, strange. Like just kind of weird. Like and misplaced a little bit. Like I feel like there should have been some other like like a physical mind game or like something that he did or, you know, somebody that, that came through and interfered or something. Just not, like, a projected screen of, of, like, bugs and shit. Like, I thought that was kind of strange. But, like you said, very abrupt finish. Uh, um, Very disappointing that it ended that way. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that Bray Wyatt lost his championship to Randy Orton, who's, you know, I mean, he's been less boring as of late, but he'll probably go back to being boring. Um, I think Bray Wyatt should have kept this, and I think that the end of the match just the match was really good and then it was like oh this sucks yeah. that was that was that was shit
0: yeah it was uh it seemed like the theme of the wrestlemania this year um as good as the pay per view was it was great match just really abrupt finish um, abrupt, abrupt, abrupt confusing finish <laughs> yeah yes. yeah exactly it's
3: like what really that's how you're going to
0: okay that doesn't make sense like yeah. you
1: cringe like it it ends and you're like what
0: Exactly. Like, like Dan
1: said, you're, like, you're just staring at the TV, you look at each other, and you're like, did that really end like that? Because that's, like, not okay.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think there was a couple matches where we looked at each other and we're like, okay, so this match is over now? But um, yeah. to to kind of, like, argue your point that you made before, Perry, the, the mind games I felt were so perfect for Bray Wyatt. I mean, think about when The Undertaker, you know, used to raise his hands or Kane would thrust his arms down and then the, the the post would like set a fire or Undertaker would turn off the lights or turn on the lights with his hands. Clearly that was like somebody else doing that, but it was the, the story behind it. Like this person can control the lights or Kane can control fire. Bray Wyatt can control a projector above the ring. And well, create- that's
1: what I'm saying. Like when the Undertaker did it, the under It made it seem like The Undertaker was lifting the lights or lowering the lights and mm-hmm. Kane was setting the fires. This was literally just like a video of bugs. And it's like, I would have much rather have seen actual bugs. Yeah, but
0: or like, where were the bugs coming from? something
1: physical that was happening to Randy Orton, not like laying in the middle of, you know what I mean? Like, why would that creep you out?
0: No, I... I can,
1: I'd be like, what the fuck is this? What is this garbage?
0: I can easily see your point. I, I just feel like you're... But again, this is coming from me, too. I feel like you're being a little too harsh on it.
1: It's because it was fucking stupid. All right. That's why I'm harsh. All right.
0: <laughs> Anybody, uh, Dan or Brian, you want to <laughs> throw your uh, opinions on this match? Uh,
2: like, same thing. I thought it was an abrupt finish. It was a weird finish. Obviously, he always hits Dark out of nowhere, but, like, it was... It just ended like that. Uh, I thought the mind games were cool. Uh, something we've never seen before, so that was. It was uh, I like that. But, I mean, I thought this could have been so much better, and I really
0: wish Bray would have kept the belt. Agreed. I think, yeah, I think they made a mistake taking the belt off of him. Do we think that he'll get it back anytime soon?
3: Yes. I, I don't think it comes off Orton before SummerSlam, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I they I just think they have this... They're they're like, I'm sorry that you had to get your ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. Here's a bell. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm sorry you had to take a blood-like bath the hard way. All right. Speaking of Brock Lesnar, um, mm. who's going to... Okay, so you guys are probably going to think I'm fucking absolutely crazy or I was smoking the ganja before we recorded this. I would say that this was probably one of the best matches of the night.
1: You're
0: a fucking idiot. I, I'm not. I, You're No, I I'm might,
1: just, I'm going to put that out there. You're a fucking idiot.
0: Okay. I might actually have to agree with them a
2: little bit. Thank You're you. You're an idiot too. Like, you knew what it was going to be and it was, we we thought it what we thought we had an idea what it was going to be, a squash. We, we got a squash, but they actually did more than like two moves. Well, that's oh, a, they did okay. three. I'm <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> no, they did it four. It was better than
3: I thought it was going to be. You what? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Thank you. They got Lesnar... They got Goldberg to fucking do a
0: spot. Yeah. Like, it was a five-minute match, yes. But take this in for granted. These are two monsters... What do you expect them to do? Do you expect them to do a fucking shooting star like Shane did? No. Do you expect them to do, you know, spot fests or like a technical match like Kevin Owens and Jericho did? Absolutely fucking not. Do you expect them to climb ladders and put people through them? No, they're not the fucking Hardy Boys. It's Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. They put on a beatdown of each other. It wasn't even that Brock Lesnar dominated Goldberg or Goldberg dominated Lesnar. They both came out looking strong and without a doubt, first of all, it was way better than the rest WrestleMania 20 match, and second of all, it was easily one of the better matches of the night from start to finish. Like, I think the finish was perfect. I think the overall match was good. It was one of those matches that didn't have a quick finish where you were like, oh, it's over. You're like, okay, that's how it ended. Start this to is finish, a the, whole, that what, the, sense. the whole
1: five seconds. The whole five seconds of that match start to finish, you're saying. This shouldn't even have had a spot on this fucking card.
0: Eh, Argument. It was garbage. Yeah. Go on, Dan.
1: Sorry.
3: <laughs> no, you're fine. What were you going to say? You Dan? know that you do, I was just the match. The layout of the match was perfect from start to finish. It was probably the best laid out and thought out match on the card outside of AJ Styles and and Shane at the beginning. Agreed. I think this is the this match was probably laid out the best. They knew what it was. They knew how long they had, and they knew what to do when, and they did it.
1: All right, so so we start the match, and and, and you're going to suplex me three times, and then I'm going to come back. I'm just going to get up from them suplexes. I'm going to spear you. All right, and then when you're done spearing me, I'm just going to suplex you again, and then you're going to roll it outside, and I'm going to spear you through the barricade, and then we're going to get in the ring, and I'm going to jackhammer you, and then you're going to suplex me 16 more times, and then we're going to end this bad boy. That's what that fucking match was.
0: Like, and it was amazing, and it was great.
1: No, it was not it was. great. How do you call how do you call that a great match? Oh my god! When there's a total of three, I understand what you're saying. They're two big guys, but if you got two big guys and they don't know how to do shit in the ring, then they shouldn't be on the fucking card.
0: Okay, let me. I'm not doing this to to compare the two because that's not what I'm doing. I'm just asking a simple question. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant was booked as one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Name a name a fucking move that happened in that match, please. Besides the body slam.
1: That match was named one of those because of the magnitude that it brought to it. Exactly. No, the attention that was brought to it. Not, no, it's not, that you cannot compare this to what Andrea the Giant and Hulk Hogan was. That was a whole new beast. That was a a totally different beast. And that was so new for that time. And you didn't see stuff like that. This is just a bunch of fucking part-timer guys that needed a fucking payday that got put on a main spot on a card and they did three moves total, and that was the end of it. They did four. Oh, I'm sorry, four. Four whole fucking moves. I can't. We gotta end this conversation. All
0: right, fine, because this is obviously going in a sour spot.
2: I I do like how that the biggest pop for this match, though, didn't involve either character, and it involved Ty Dillinger. Just saying.
0: Yes, which was so good.
2: (laughs) The biggest pop for this match was for a guy not even in it.
0: Exactly, which just shows you how over he is. Exactly. All right, let's move on from this before Perry has a fucking conniption. Um. So the women's SmackDown Championship match, the fucking squash of the century. Uh, I so mean, sad. this was awful.
3: It just turned into a spot fest. Everybody get your spot, and then Naomi get the pin yeah, or yes. submission.
0: That's exactly it. it, what it wasn't it was. even
2: everybody get their spot in. It was everybody do. One or two moves, and Naomi get your spots in and get the pin.
0: Yeah, yeah. I felt like the Naomi's biggest, entrance was longer than the match. Yeah,
3: oh, really. it might it might have been.
0: <laughs>
3: but don't worry, Ellsworth got his moment. Yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> uh, anything that we want to say about this match, or should we just move on?
1: Let's move on. It's, um, it was sad.
0: It was sad. Why? Why were Mickey James
3: and Becky Lynch kind of dressed like Indians?
0: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure. About, I mean, I'm I'm okay with Becky Lynch being dressed as anything, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're okay was... with Becky
1: Lynch, Lynch being dressed. I'm not. Well, <laughs>
0: too <shy>. <laughs> 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 She's got well. a boy. She's got a boy. Well, well, that's Indian why. That's why you're gay. Man. I'm I'm not. You you are gay. You are fit like legit gay. Like the the the, ter- the relative term gay fits you. Like, that's
2: not very nice.
0: Well, she's so she's gay. You, like, Mike B- star. What? <laughs> no <a> bullying. Star. Perry's <laughs> gonna leave because you're she's been have bullied. To call you JBL now. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, he's broke ass Sami Zayn. <laughs> I am broke ass Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last match of the night. Um, so here's my sentiments on this match. Um, I don't think any. Well, actually, I don't even know about Dan. Um, but I don't think any of us are huge Undertaker fans. Uh, but seeing him walk away actually really, like, deflated me a little bit because it made me realize, like, this is it. Like, th- like th- think about it. A- he's the last of the guys that we grew up with. Yeah. You know?
1: It was sad. It was sad watching it. Um, it was sad watching it the second time over because you kind of, like, wow, okay. And... You know, I know I made a, a post on Facebook. I remember I remember watching his debut. I remember watching that Survivor series yeah. and waiting for that mystery partner. And it's so crazy to literally watch someone from the time that they came in to the end of their career. It's so strange. Because um, even guys like Shawn Michaels, like The Rockers... Well, no, I guess so. I guess I watched Shawn Michaels' entire career too, but it was different with The Undertaker. It was... You know, I went from being a little kid scared of him whenever he came on TV to having all the respect in the world, even though I was never a huge fan. um, He's got probably more respect than I can think of.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, For
1: anyone. I mean, he really put it out there and he's really poured himself into the business. And, you know, um, I mean, a lot of guys look up to him. He gives he gives a lot of advice to people from from what I've seen or what I've read. Um, So I feel like it's a really huge loss for them.
0: No, I agree. Uh, my brother, who's um, about as big of an Undertaker fan as you can get, I don't think they get bigger than the uh, the fan that he is. Uh, he actually posted this really uh, interesting. I guess it, I don't even. I wouldn't even consider it a meme. It was more like a cartoon. But it showed on the top graphic was the Undertaker coming out, and it said nineteen ninety, and it was a little kid with his father, um, and then underneath it, it was. Like now or WrestleMania thirty three, and it was that little kid grown up with his father all grown up, um, and then it said thank you, Taker underneath it, and I was like, that is just like this whole entire thing like rolled up into a ball. Um, the match was pretty shitty, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just yeah. I'm just calling a spade a spade at this point, but I think it was more so about this the the. the what the match meant and the uh, obviously the send-off for Undertaker more so than the match itself.
1: I wish it went to somebody else. I do, too. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It went,
3: I wish it went to the guy that he picked. Who? He picked Cena. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He wanted it to be Cena
0: and Vince vetoed it. I mean... Would does Cena make sense? I mean, I get it that you know Cena would make sense, but Cena's at the end of his career. Like Cena's done. Like it wouldn't have made sense for Cena to put out the Undertaker. I get the I get Roman Reigns. Like they want him to be a guy. And as much as we don't like him, as much as we fight saying that we don't like him, he's gonna be our guy in a couple of years. Like, we're going to be sitting here doing this podcast in five years talking about Roman Reigns is, you know, the ten-time champion, and as much as we hate it, he's actually gotten better. And think about, well, hey, you know, how we talked about Cena for so long. But at the end of the day, Cena's not that bad of a, an in-ring competitor. He's not that bad of a wrestler, and he's not that bad of a person to sit back and just say, my kid really enjoys watching Cena, and I think that's what Roman Reigns is going to be. I think once everybody stops being cool and bashing on Roman Reigns, you know, things will get better. But for now, it's cool to bash on Roman Reigns, and that's exactly what's going to happen.
1: My children will never like him.
0: <laughs> you need I, will to turn that, I will
1: turn that fucking TV off.
0: <clears throat> can, I, can I just make a statement and say that you actually have to stay in a relationship longer than a year to get uh, children?
1: Actually, no, I can certainly have children by myself. I okay. don't. I, that's true. Last time I checked, you didn't you did need a second partner to have a kid.
0: Well, I mean, you do, but you have ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Dan, anything on The, uh, the Undertaker?
3: The last it... of his breed.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I've always been an Undertaker fan. I know I've not to the level of your brother, Mike, but I'm definitely a bigger fan than you and Perry were before him. I didn't know um, that, actually. Uh, he was always one of my one of the guys I liked and I was one of the guys I like watching just because of the, the moves that he can do, that the top rope walk, um, the tubes when I was doing was a cool finisher. So, I mean, I don't remember him when he debuted or anything like that. I've I mean, I've gone back and watched stuff because when he debuted, I was a little over a year old. Um, and now I'm 27 years old, watching one of the greatest ever do it retire. And it's like really kind of, it was kind of a surreal moment just watching him take his gloves off, take the jacket off, take the hat off, and leave it all in the ring. Like, I, everybody kind of knew this was going to be it, or a lot of people were hoping it would be it, but to see it actually happen
0: yeah. was
2: just very surreal. And you, you were never going to see anybody else like him ever again. No, um, no, not, it, not it's, at all. It, The character should have never worked from the beginning, <laughs> no. and the, to the fact that it did just goes to show you the type of performer and guy that he
0: is.
3: Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fact that he can make it work through so many different iterations, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with my brother earlier today just saying how if you think about today's... I mean, yes, we have our Bray Wyatt's, there's the Finn Balor's, but if somebody came to Vince McMahon or Triple H today and were like, listen, I got this idea for a gimmick, I'm going to dig graves, and I'm going to be like this dead person, and that's what I do, and I'm just, I'm vacant of life, and uh, and I'm an undertaker, I think they would turn around and laugh at you. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I don't think that would work now. No. But again, it, it, it's exactly what Brian said. It's a testament of how good um, the, the man Mark Calloway is and how much he did for the character and how much the character did for him. But... Uh,
3: and how much he took it seriously.
0: Agreed, yeah.
3: That that was his life as the Undertaker. He was Undertaker
0: 24-7. Yeah. But it's all gone now. Um, and, uh, you know... I would, uh, I, again, not an Undertaker fan, but I would just like to say thank you uh, for the years and years of uh, just dedication to the business and uh, entertaining us um, year in and year out. So, uh, so yes. Uh, so that's WrestleMania. Um, I,
2: I, I do want to jump on Roman Reigns, and I guess we can start off roll with this as well. Go ahead. Um, like, he's not the greatest in-ring competitor, but he's not the worst either. No, Like, no. I I don't, I don't, th- and I think the biggest issue I have with him now is like, I have no issue with his in-ring work anymore. He's gotten so much better from when he first came in, and he's improved a lot from when he went off and broke off on his own, that I don't care about his in-ring work anymore. You know, he's had great matches with everybody, and that, you can't put that all on his competitors anymore. You can't say, oh, well, it was AJ Styles he had a great match with. He had a good match with at Fastlane and Braun Strowman as well, and Braun Strowman is green as shit.
0: Agreed. So Agreed.
2: you can't, you can't keep putting his matches on him anymore. You also have to look at some of his uh, or on his competitors. He's having good matches with everyone, and I I, I don't think it's because who he's facing. And no, I I think the biggest issue I have with him right now is his character in general, like. I feel like there's no sub- substance to him, and uh, that's the biggest issue I have right now with him. And the other biggest issue I have with him was I never got a chance to speak about it when he was the U.S. champion, but oh, it yes. just pissed he me up. off the way he carried the belt over his shoulder backwards. I thought that was disrespectful to the belt and everybody in that lineage before it. And if he ever wins the belt again, and if he does it again, I'm
0: going to be extremely pissed off. So wait, what was it? He carried the belt backwards? Remember how he, when he
2: won the U.S. belt, he would carry it over his shoulder, dangling oh. over his back, and he'd hold it by like but, the last two or three inches of the belt?
3: Yeah. But the plate would be on his back. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I and know then what you're talking
2: about. Well, Mick Foley actually, in the ring, on camera. In a point. In a point of turning the belt around and putting it on his shoulder.
0: So that he could just face.
2: It, he stared fully down, and he put it back.
0: Wow. I don't remember this. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. That's pretty interesting. Um, so really quickly, um, we're a little pressed for time right now. Do we want to quickly get through Raw and SmackDown, or do we want to save that for uh, next episode?
2: Uh, I think we can save it for next episode. We'll do a double dip, uh, SmackDown and Raw after Mania, and the following week. Okay.
0: Because yeah,
3: they kind of tie together anyway, because you know, we'll go over the, the shakedown, shake-up. That's right.
0: So that's going to be a huge, huge thing, this whole shakedown or superstar shake-up uh, next week. So um, obviously, really quickly, I'll just touch upon this. The uh, call-ups uh, from the Monday and Tuesday uh, after WrestleMania, you now have Revival on Raw. Um, it wouldn't necessarily be a call-up, but it was a, uh, a return from injury. Finn Balor is back on Raw. And then, in my honest opinion, I think SmackDown got the better of the deal, even though I am a huge revival mark. Um, Ty Dillinger and Nakamura coming up to SmackDown, um, I am extremely excited now, uh, for both shows, um, and, uh, hopefully the landscape for the tag division is going to be great on Raw, and the, uh, the singles division, it just got a huge bump up on SmackDown, so, uh, Next week we'll do the full review of SmackDown and Raw from the post WrestleMania. We'll do, and we'll go fully over the uh, shakeup. Um, do you guys want to throw anything out there really quickly about the shakeup um, that you want to touch upon? Just some of the rumors that I'm hearing are
2: really interesting, and I think they're leaking uh, some false stuff now because I I don't think they want it to be predictable because I'm. Originally, I'm hearing, like, Charlotte's going to SmackDown, mm-hmm. Alexis going to Raw. I'm also hearing now Nia Jax is going to SmackDown, Sasha Banks is going to SmackDown. So I think they're putting a lot of uh, fake news out there just to uh, kind of disturb what everybody's been hearing.
1: That's smart, though. Do it. You know what I mean? So you're not going into it and you're like, oh, I just read that last week, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's very smart on their half. half.
3: Agreed. They're doing the same thing with AJ. I've read reports where they got AJ going to Raw because they want to reunite him with uh, Anderson and Gallows. Then just yesterday I read another thing where, no, they're going to move Anderson and Gallows to SmackDown instead. Hmm. So they're all over the place.
0: Um, Before we get off the air, I just want to say one thing. It would be the dumbest idea to move AJ to Raw. What he said on Tuesday, and we'll go into it more on next episode, was 100% accurate. SmackDown Live right now is AJ Styles' home. Like, he has single-handedly made that show what it is, and if you keep him on SmackDown, you are talking about one of the best feuds we'll ever see in in AJ Styles and Nakamura. Uh So, I mean, obviously, again, so much more to talk about next week. Um, So uh, thank you for listening to our WrestleMania episode um and again guys i said in the beginning of the episode thank you for making the show as popular as it has been um and again 500 downloads doesn't sound like a lot to most people but uh to us it is uh for us it's thousands and thousands of downloads so hopefully um we'll be talking to you guys about our thousand downloads uh in the near future um but until then it's just too bad that where
3: too good
0: smell ya